Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Keeper Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Keeper Tested. Here he is, Chris Keeper. Hey gang, welcome in. Thanks for downloading this episode and thank you for joining me. I am Chris Kiefer and welcome to the, that's right, the one and only RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and REP Suspension. Hopefully you guys out there are doing well, got to ride some dirt bikes this week, are feeling well and healthy, of course, that's first and foremost, and uh... We're here to talk about the 2023.5 Gas Gas MC250 Factory Edition. We did the 450 last week. Uh, Aiden and I just spun some laps on the 250. We're going to download that information here for you right now. But first, you guys should be going over to RockyMountainATVMC.com to do your shopping, to buy some stuff for your dirt bikes, street bikes, dual sports, side-by-sides, whatever it is. Go click on my site, keyforinktesting.com. There's an RMATVMC banner. You just go click, click on that, and that takes you back to their site, and then you continue to live your life, continue to shop and purchase what you need, and that gives us a snippet, just a slice of what you guys are purchasing, and, hey, it helps us out a lot, for real. It does, so thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. It really does help, and it helps keep this show up and moving, uh, allows me to talk and download information to you, and lets the RMATVMC family know that you actually like this stupid-ass show, and it's fun for you to listen to, and you actually get some information out of it. So uh, thank you for the people that have been doing that, and thank you to Rocky Mountain for supporting uh, my endeavor over here. FXR Racing is the official gear company of Kiefer Inc. Testing, and if you want to use that code, KKMX35, to save 35% off anything moto-related, okay? I'm not going to hook you up with fishing gear or snow gear, but if you're moto-related, you may want some street wear, we can cover you 35% off and uh, make you look real nice on the track or the trail. They also have off-road gear. They do off-road line as well, so check that out. And if you're a lady, you like to kick the dude's butt on the track, butts, plural, KKMX, eep, can't tell you it, you're going to have to email me, chris at keferinktesting.com. Prove to me that you're a lady. Show me a picture of you riding your dirt bike and not just some dude that wants to get extra percentage off of his gear because we're trying to treat you ladies better. So email me. I'll get you that code and... uh making you look really good out there on the tracker trail for you ladies out there. And you want to get some suspension done? You want to have your gas gas revalved or maybe spring conversion? I know a guy. I know a group that can really do a good job on your suspension, especially that gas gas that you're wanting to buy. That's why you're listening here. Mark and the gang over at REP Suspension, right in the AEO Power Sports dealership they are smack dab in the middle of temecula california 
and Mark and the guys over there do a kick-ass job on anything WP-related, KYB, Showa, but especially WP. They really do a great job. 6,500 spring drop-in for that MC250. Yep, they got it, and they got a nice valving package for you. KKREP is the code to save 100 bucks off of some valving uh, for you guys out there. So uh, go try him out. Mark is a very smart human being. And he's a great guy, and he's been doing a lot for us over here on the show and has been making a lot of people happy for a very long time. So uh, give him a try if you haven't done that already. Thanks to all of our sponsors here, Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Lit Pro. If you guys are not in the know, there is a 100-lap challenge going on right now. Uh, I have a discount code for a Lit Pro device. Aiden and I use our Lit Pros a ton and uh, there is a really cool challenge going on. You do 100 laps in the month of April. You get a free shirt. I'll add on to that. So if you guys are Lit Pro users, you listen to the show, and uh, you can email me, chris, at keyforinktesting.com. You do your 100-lap challenge. You screenshot it. You prove it to me. You send it to me over here. I will get you a free Kiefer Ink tested shirt on top of your Lit Pro shirt that you're going to get from them. So... I'll add on to that. So you guys out there, go get a Lip Pro. Do the 100-lap challenge in April. Aiden and I are doing it. I think we're like 35 laps in right now. So we got a long time, but you guys can do it as well. Blood Lubricants 6D Helmets, International Vet Motocross International Association. I just say that twice. IVMX, all right? There's the old, old, the old, old, Old Timers MX Association. They tried to have a race April 15th and 16th, but it got flooded out because the damn Dez actually had some rain. So the next one is the 29th and the 30th over at Hangtown. And uh, actually, I take that back. The 15th and 16th is the next one. I just saw this. Over at Fernley, Nevada. Tyler Intiknap is running that. So 15th and 16th, Fernley, Nevada. Go check them out. Dunlop Motorsports Pro Taper Bars. ScreenPrintingDun.com. Decal Works, Alpine Stars, and Oakley. Oh, and I almost forgot. Polysport is on with us for 2023. We're going to get you a discount code for some plastic, so stay tuned for that. Uh, you can go to keyforinktesting.com for Polysport news and discounts coming soon. All right, so Aiden and I just got back from the good old GH as well as the Dez because the Dez has actually been really good for us this year for testing with all the moisture we've been getting here in Southern California. Um I assume that you guys listen to the MC450 Factory Edition podcast. So a lot of the things can be just translated over into this podcast minus, right, 200 cc's. Uh, We're not going to make this show an hour long. I'll try to make it as concise as possible and get the point across as, uh, as good as I can do it. Um, but instead of having Aiden in here right now because he's actually getting some bike work done, uh, you can go to racerxonline.com, I think, on Friday and check out the video. But we'll put this podcast up right now so you guys can listen to it. So what is the difference between the MC250 Factory Edition versus the Standard Edition? Same thing as the 450. We have um, different hubs. We got different rims. We have red spoke nipples. We have a Kropovich slip-on. We have split clamps. And, of course, we have the all-new bodywork, and we have the new frame. That's the most important, the new chassis design. 
We have that new engine that's been in there. So all of it has been updated. It's basically just like the KTM engine packages in Husqvarna now, along with that chassis, except for the all-aluminum subframe versus a composite subframe like the Husqvarna and KTMs have. I will say this. I was told all of these brands, all three, have the same swing arm. Um, like the 450 podcast, I will tell you that I've heard the sleeve. Okay, there is a little sleeve that goes inside of the swing arm through the pivot bolt is a little bit different. I haven't proved that theory yet, but on the 450 side of things, the bike does feel a little bit less rigid. That is the same on the 250 side. So KTMs, Husqvarna's are extremely stiff. Um, and then, of course, you have the gas gas, which is a little bit more compliant, which I prefer. If I was going the 450 route, same with the 250, since the motor is about the same, I'm going to where I am have more compliancy, and the gas gas seems to have that over the other two brands, the orange and uh, the white brand. So for me, I like the compliant nature. Aiden comes off of a Japanese bike, of course, Kawasaki. He has ridden KTMs uh, early in his 250 life, and he liked it a lot, but he always complained about some inconsistencies, right? That is similar to what he felt today. So I gave Aiden the homework as he was riding and doing the video with me of three points that he liked, positives and then the three negatives. So his three negatives were, of course, air fork, which we'll talk about, uh, chassis rigidity, which he didn't like that much because it's a little bit more rigid. And the third thing he didn't like is some vibration as well as the handlebars. So uh, I don't know if he's listening to dad too much or what, but some of these same things that I've mentioned in the past, which he hasn't been a part of in these shows, uh, he noticed as well. Uh, three positives was mid to top end pulling power. Uh, he liked how light it felt in the corners and how well it tracked between area one and area two of the corner. He liked that a lot. And then for me, he said he liked the body work and the rider triangle of the gas gas, which for me, and I mentioned this on the 450 show, was that it feels like I'm on top of the bike a little bit more. And if you guys are out there wondering, it's just the ergonomics, like who cares? Like For me, it's a big deal. When you go sit on a bike in the showroom, let's say you have three or four brands in the dealership that you can go walk around and sit on, some of these buyers and consumers will buy a bike based on what they feel like sitting on them, and I don't blame them. Uh, the Yamaha is one of the most atrocious to sit on. It feels like you're in a pocket with ape hangers, but then you get on a Honda, feels really good, and then this gas gas feels very similar. It doesn't feel as... KTM-ish as the Orange and the Husqvarna. You feel like on top of it a little bit more. I like the handlebars besides the width. The width is long, just like all the other Austrian brands, even the Pro Taper side of things. On the Husqvarna side, it's still 811 millimeters. I'm out. You guys are claiming bullshit on the other side of this show? Oh, whatever, Kiefer. It's 8 millimeters. You can't feel it. Bullshit. I can feel it. You guys can as well. You throw a pair of 811 millimeter bars on your bike, and then I'm going to give you some 80. Let's just call it 803. Sure. What is it? Uh, eight millimeters? 
Not a big deal on paper, but it's very, very noticeable when you ride it. Where I notice the bars are in corners. I feel like I'm riding with these beach cruiser bars that are just wide as shit, and it's hard for me to lean into the corner. I can get into the pocket easier when I have about 800 to 804 of bar length. Trust me. I'm six foot, Aiden's five nine. I've been with Travis Preston. He's six three. Eight hundred to eight oh four. If you haven't done this yet, it is a very important aspect to your motorcycle. When I get these emails, I'm gonna go on a little rant here for a second, just so you guys know. Just bear with me. When I get these emails, Kiefer, I can't corner, what do I do? My bike's climbing out, it feels like a piece of shit. It's hard for me to diagnose over emails. I'm happy to help you, but I don't have a video of you riding. You might be blaming your bike, and it's not your bike. It could be your technique. I've been riding for years. I watch videos of myself, and I see flaws in my riding all the time. Flat-footed, uh, my, my leg's out too much, I need to put my foot back on the peg sooner, I need to look ahead more. Like There's so many things that will make your bike better because of you, not because I'm going to change something. So let's diagnose you first and part of that is not feeling comfortable ergonomically is your seat too low is your bars in the right area is your levers in the right area is your bars too long and wide it could be so let's start there if you do get this bike let's cut those bars if you're going to keep those bars and if you're going to go to an aftermarket bar make sure that bar is between 800 to 804 and then put on your grips your lock-ons whatever the hell you want to do and then ride from there. But let's let's focus in on that. So Aiden didn't like how wide they were, and I agree. Now, I will say this. What is the positive about an MC250F factory edition? Let's start with the Akrapovich slip-on muffler. If you put on a stock gas gas standard edition muffler, and then you put on the Akrapovich, what you will notice is you will get more low-end response from the stock one versus the Akrapovich. The Akrapovich builds RPMs very calculated and smooth. There's not a lot of low-end RPM response. This is what this bike needs. This bike wants low-end RPM response. It's begging for it, okay? It's like us dudes coming home hungry after a long day of riding, just begging our wives, did you make dinner? Is there anything available to eat? Nope. Why? wasn't home. I didn't go grocery shopping. Well, this is the gas gas. It needs some low-end grunt, and the stock muffler provides that. But what the Kropovich can do is climb into these RPMs really smooth, give you a more precise feel at the throttle, gives you more rear wheel connectivity, and then it gives you more mid to top end pulling power than the stock muffler can. So, if you guys need more low-end snap and you are looking for a muffler, your options are FMF because they will give you more low-end RPM response. And another one is a Pro Circuit muffler on this Austrian brand. will give you a little bit more low-end RPM response. Now, the Kropovich will be better in mid to top than these other areas, so in the other brands, sorry. So just know that. So the engine on the MC250F, just like the KTM and the Husqvarna, smooth delivery, 
second gear can pull very, very far. I can roll this 180 corner at Glen Helen that goes directly up a hill, and I can get on the very inside line, which is a very tight 180 straight back up the hill, and I can leave it in second almost all the way up the hill, and it'll pull it. I can shift halfway up, and it'll pull that. So I'm not going to get a lot of snap right out of that bottom of the corner, but I can trust that the fact that the gas gas will get me up that hill without trying to have to put my foot under the shifter and lift. It'll just make me like, hey, you can be lazy. Just stay in second, Kiefer, all the way up. Then shift me when I'm halfway up the mountain or almost damn near the top. So I do appreciate that. Now, some of us like that exciting low-end RPM response. Some of you are looking for that. Some of you are 200 pounds that want to ride a 250F. I agree. Maybe this bike isn't the correct one for you unless you want to dump a little bit of money into it. And that money is spent on a Vortex ECU and a muffler, and then this power character changes drastically. You got a crap ton more low-end now. You got more pulling power out of a corner, and now you got even more second, third, and fourth gear pulling power. So it really drastically changes the aspect of the motorcycle, but when you add a couple of those parts, like the Vortex and a muffler, to this gas gas, it still has that linear feel. You're getting more juice, more low-end RPM response, but you're not getting that excitement crack feel of a Yamaha or a Kawasaki. just doesn't happen. So to me, the positives are I have more connection and it makes me ride smoother as well. It makes me roll on the gas sooner in the corners. If you guys aren't looking to do, do that, you want more excitement out of your 250F, the gas gas engine character is not for you, plain and simple. That's it. That's plain and simple. I put Aiden on a KTM because of he was light. He just came off of a 125. There wasn't a shit ton of low end to get him in trouble. So the KTM was beautiful for that. And the same goes for this new generation engine on the gas gas. Same thing. I still have a good time riding it because I can ride the piss out of it and rev the snot out of it because that's where it likes to live. So if you hear a guy revving the crap out of his Austrian engine, that is where these things like to live and they make the most power and that's where that's most usable. Maybe not in the air like Aiden. He'll be like, Ooh. You don't need to rev it in the air. But, yes, if you're on the ground uh, coming out of a corner and you're near that rev limiter, this is where this Austrian engine department loves to be ridden. It likes it up there. Don't be scared. Go ahead, rev it. The pankle crank will be fine. That thing lasts eons. You'll be good. The clutch will last. Like It is a reliable machine. Chance of, chances of you grenading that because of your 11,000 to 12,000 RPM um, throttle hand, you're going to be good. But this engine still has that same character as the older engine models, uh, like a 22GG MC250. It still likes to live in that mid-to-top-end region. The KTM group hasn't really figured out a lot of front sides yet, like the downward intake, like, the Yamaha, that is a shit ton of torque. That is a shit ton of low-end RPM response. Until the, the Austrians figure that downdraft system out, 
you're not going to see a lot more bottom end being made out of this group. You just won't. You're just going to know like, hey, it's going to be a little bit mellower on front side versus the other brands. So uh, I would say Honda even has a little bit more bottom end feel than the Gas Gas does. So um, let's rate them real quick just so you guys are out driving around or in the garage listening to this. I would say Yamaha, the most low-end torque. Second would be Kawasaki. Uh, third for me, I think, would be Suzuki RMZ250 because it has a lot of low-end RPM response and bottom-end, shockingly. Yes, yellow. And then after that is Honda. And then it goes, you know, gas, gas, KTM, Husqvarna, however you want to lay it. That is, uh, that's the nut and bolts of it, straight up. Like, that's how it is. Um, so there's a lot of positives to that. Just don't expect a lot of low-end excitement if you're looking to do that, especially you vet riders out there. Now let's talk about, to me, the most important thing, even though it's a 250 class, is the chassis. Everyone talks about motor in the 250 class, but hey, man, it, when you have a rigid-feeling chassis like the Gas Gas KTM Husqvarna, that may deter you. Some of you soft East Coast type of dirt riders may like this type of chassis, and I rode it at Redbud, and I had no problem with it. Out here, I got a little bit of a problem with it because on the edge of tire, the chassis is not forgiving. It's a little bit deflecty. It has some uh, harsh feel to it on bump absorption. It skips out side to side a little bit on the rear end. So there are some negatives to this chassis, uh, but it does corner very well. It'll make you feel like a hero. I rode this thing today, and I'm like, holy shit, man. Glen Helen had some deep ruts because it rained. And I was like, I can stand up longer. I can lean the bike over. I was, I had a lot of freedom within my corners because it was so easy to do so. Now, when I was trying to set up my corner coming into it, when I'm going out, cutting across the bump into the inside, tough for me to do that and feel planted and feel like I have a lot of tire contact because the chassis makes you feel like you're riding on top of the dirt more versus in it. I've explained this a couple times. It's like... Um, let 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 me paint you a picture picture over this radio waves here. Uh, you have your pen in your hand, right? Here's my pen, and I'm gonna draw on this paper really lightly. It's like a light blue mark, right? And then press down really hard on the pen into the paper, and you have this dark blue mark. The light blue mark is the gas gas chassis. That's the most. That's like the traction you have when you're cutting across on lean angle. Now. The dark blue pin mark on your paper is the contact on lean angle when you're riding a Kawasaki or you're riding a Yamaha. That is how much contact you feel like you have. You just don't ever have that feeling on this chassis. You had it on the older chassis, but this new one, it doesn't like to live in that lean angle, I'm on the edge of tire scenario. It just doesn't. That's not its strong point. Now, if you're a point-and-shoot guy, you're East Coast, you're in a rut for a very long time, um, you're locked in, not a problem. You will not feel what I'm feeling. But for me, West Coast off-roaders, I've even talked to some East Coast, big, big-name East Coast guys, and they're like, dude, this chassis is frustrating because I can't get a feel for what it's going to do because it's skipping out all the time. So there are some fixes. Engine mounts do help. These split clamps that are on the gas gas do make it 
better feeling for front tire contact patch, which it does. Um, there are some torque settings that you can do that are up on my website that actually help, but you're never going to make it feel like it's stuck to the ground like a Yamaha or a Kawasaki. That just, you won't, it won't happen. Um, you can put KYB conversion in it. You can do whatever you want, and it still ain't going to be like a Yamaha. A lot of you out there think, oh, I want to put KYBs on my gas gas, and it's going to feel like Yamaha. Nope, it doesn't. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not the frame. So, sure, drop KYB drop-ins. You're going to get more comfort, some more front tire contact batch, but you will not be getting the bump comfort you will as you would if you bought a Yamaha. So, plain and simple. Um, so, the chassis... Has okay stability. Like I'm not saying it's a it's a Honda CRF 450R by any means, but it does get a little bit nervous when you're on the edge of tire and you're hitting some bump. It will deflect a little bit. So uh, it does get better over time. I will give you a little bit of reprieve, and we have about three and a half hours on this bike. After about ten hours, it does get better. You'll get a little bit more planted feel, a little bit more consistent, and not so edgy feeling. These frames are stiff, and from what I've heard, we will not see a frame change until 2024.5, from what I've heard. So next year's KTM Gas Gas Husqvarna's 24s will be the same as what we're looking at and talking about here today. I think the factory editions, we will see a change in 24. So you're going to have to wait until at least January to see any kind of frame change um, updates, because I think... The Supercross guys will want that frame change for their next year's bikes, whoever's on that team. Uh, Suspension side of things. So, again, Air Forks, not a fan, but they are doing a better job. I said this in the Racer X videos. It sucks for me. I feel like I'm in the movie Groundhog Day because we talk about it all the time, and I I feel like an asshole saying, oh, the Air Fork, uh, blah, 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 it sucks, and I want to try the Spring Fork, blah, 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 and Kiefer bails out of that fucking after two months, right? Well, <laughs> the reason is it's just a little bit of a headache. I want to simplify my life, right, just like I do in my normal life. I want to simplify my bike life. I don't want to dick with Air Forks if I'm just trying to enjoy riding. Look, my job is to dick with bikes and parts and screw with stuff. When I just want to ride, I don't want to screw with anything. I just want to ride. Air forks change over time. That's it. That's the simple explanation for you guys out there. Yes, there is some comfort in the air fork. Yes, it does have good holdup. It doesn't feel like complete dog shit, but it doesn't have the consistency as a spring fork. Plain and simple. The air fork does not. Options are, of course, spring conversion kits. I am more of a fan of the Dual spring conversions. The single-sided spring conversions aren't normally, uh, how should I put it, aren't normally have a ton of comfort. So if you're looking for a spring conversion, look more towards the dual spring conversions versus others. The single-sided ones, it's just tough because it feels like I'm running a shit ton of preload when I'm running a single-sided spring conversion. So I have a lot of top-out feel or uh, I have a lot of quick-moving action, and I just don't like that. I like a slower-moving action with, with some nice dampening feel, and that's what like a 6500 kit gives me, uh, KYB conversion gives me. So uh, for me, 
I'm more on the on that side of things. But if you are stuck and you're like, hey, Kiefer, I just spent a shit ton of money on my gas gas. I ain't going there. I ain't doing it. What's the setting? If you're Aiden's about 140, I'm 170. So there's a pretty big discrepancy between our weight. But we did put 10.5 bar in the fork today. That's what I would run. Unless you're heavier than me, run 10.6 to 10.7 bar. Uh, run that fork height at 5 mil. Compression, uh, I want you guys to run at 12 clicks out. And if you're going up on the bar, 10.7 or above, run that clicks 15 out. And the rebound, 10 clicks out. So when I say out, clicks out, a lot of emails that I get, hey, does that? what does that mean, clicks out? Yes, that means all the way in until it stops. Don't go past. All right, don't go past it. I see you guys, ah, getting a little hard. I'm going to keep going. Nope, you're going to break it. When it starts to get hard, stop. That's it. That's fully closed. Back it out. 12 clicks. That's 12 clicks out. Okay? Rebound, same thing. 10 clicks out. Shock. Sag, 102. Helps it with the rear end feeling low because at times this chassis and this, this bike feels ass and low on acceleration. So run, run 102. I've tried higher. tried 98. And a lot of these times we were recommending that. And then I found this setting and it was better for most East and West Coast style tracks. 102 millimeters sag. High speed comp 1.75 out. Low speed comp 11 out. Rebound 11 out. Got that? If not, email me. Or better yet, don't email me. And just go click on keyforinktesting.com. There's a search engine bar right there. Just put 2023 250 baseline settings and bam, it's right there. Or there is a drop tab on my homepage where you can click on any bike. There's Yamaha, Kawasaki, Gas Gas. Just click on anything you want to see. Hey, Kiefer, I have a Gas Gas. Okay, click. Click on Gas Gas. Everything that I have talked, written, videoed about will be right in that area. Pretty simple. So as you can see, Sometimes I get frustrated because I get lots of ask holes. I talked about ask holes last show where you just ask me a lot of questions and you don't do any research. Um, I'm thinking about going to some sort of subscription-based email um, format because I get so many emails that I simply just takes a lot of, lot of my time and I can't get other tests done because I'm maxed out, right? So... If you help me, I'll keep this sucker free, and we can all live our life happy and free like the 70s. Even though I was born in the 70s, I just heard about the 70s was free and happy. So that's what I'm relating it to. Sorry. Interruption. Commercial time. Listen. Save some money. Listen to these commercials. It'll help you. We'll be right back. ScreenPrintingDone.com My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, buddy. Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirt printing business Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free t-shirts That's what I'm talking about! ScreenPrintingDone.com
I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough. But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. If you guys are looking for some great oil, the Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, It's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on Earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, it's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino, all of our test bikes here, 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, you put it in, and I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and, man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, That'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, Look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend, and that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So, protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. You guys want to go check out the new 2023 Yamaha YZs? Thinking about buying one? Or maybe a two-stroke? The new YZ 450F is narrower, more compact, and lighter. It's built to do one thing, go faster. Don't worry, the old tried-and-true 2023 YZ 250F, no changes for 2023, but still the great same shootout-winning 250F. And it's all over at Power Motorsports. Go check them out. Get your new Yamaha from the number one Yamaha dealership in the USA, the pros at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it here. That's right. The one and only Kiefer Tested Podcast. Call or text 503-769-8888 and ask for the power price. I don't even care where you're at in the USA. Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Just go visit them, powermotorsports.com, or hit me up, chris at kieferinktesting.com. 
and I'll get you in touch with the guys over there at Power and let you go rip around on your new scooter. So fun. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and stupid. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris, at keyforinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text. Who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate. And uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. You like to go ride? Are you over the age of 30 like myself? Well, guess what? There's an association where you can go racing and you have a great time. Five motos over the complete weekend. You can go to OldTimersMX.com, but they're going to change their name to International Vet Motocross Series. You can check them out here very soon, but several races over several months, all over the western United States. going to be a fun time. And let me tell you guys, I just went racing last week, and it is a great time. If you haven't been out racing in quite some time, and you're an older gentleman or a lady, they have plenty of classes for you. There's people out there that enjoy riding and racing dirt bikes just like yourself. But, hey, you got to go do it. you got to go check them out. Right now, go to oldtimersmx.com. But, again, we're going to change our name up to IVMX, International Vet Motocross Association. So go look for them. And if you have any questions about the series, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and we'll get you out there and having some fun and get some gate drops. We are back with the show. Thank you for not forwarding. That's awesome. We appreciate it. Back with the GGMC250F Factory Edition. Uh, that's the suspension side of things, so nothing shocking there. Uh, overall, looks... Uh, for me, it's grown on me. Aiden wasn't a big fan of the side plate. Uh, once you see it, it grows on you, kind of like the Yamaha did for me. I will say I searched about 10 minutes for the seat bolt. Didn't know where the hell that thing was. Pulled the left side cover, and there it is. So to get to the seat, you got to pull the left side cover tab out, beep, and then the seat bolt's chilling right there, and then you got to take it out. 
it is kind of a nightmare to put the seat on because there are a lot of prongs that you have to kind of like put into a hole when you put the seat on. So be very careful. And I've ran into this problem. I almost died, which we didn't talk about on the 450 show, but I will say on the 250 show. I almost killed myself on the 450 because the seat actually came off when I was riding. That wasn't my fault. Okay. And when it came off, my ass was on the seat, right? And then it kind of jarred loose. Well, it pulled the fuel line away from the fuel pump, which is laying right on top of there, right by the seat. And then I didn't notice it. I was like, oh, shit, the seat's coming off. I got to go back to the pit. Went back to the pit, got the bolt, put the thing back on, went back out to do my lap, and it ran out of fuel about halfway into my moto up a face of a jump, and I almost died. Very scary moment for me. The guy behind me is like, holy shit, how did you save that? And I'm like, I don't even know, dude. I have no idea. I thought something happened to the bike, but comes to find out that's what happened when the seat came loose. It pulled that line out and just never fed it fuel. So just know that. Don't be careless in that area because that fuel line is right there. So just be very cautious and make sure there's that clip that's pushed in and that's all tight. Learn from my mistakes. I'm helping you guys out. Live a happy, longer life. <laughs> uh, Dunlop MX33s, standard edition, no problem. If you guys want a little bit more front tire contact, MX3S front, yes, they're available. Yes, you can find them. Uh, Rocky Mountain has them. You can go to Chaparral. You can go to all Motorsport, but, of course, Rocky Mountain first. Go there. I heard MX34s are coming out um, around May, so hopefully going to go uh, get those here soon, and we're going to talk about that, so that's exciting. Uh, if you are going to a bar, of course, I'm going to recommend a Pro Taper bar. Which one? I go to a Husqvarna stock bend, cut that to 803, 804, and then live happy. I go to glue-on Renthal half-waffle grips, or go to Renthal soft full-waffle grips, and I cut four ribs off the top. Kiefer, you're an idiot. Okay, I understand that. And chances are high that you probably are right, but it does feel a lot different. Uh, a full waffle cut will feel different than a half waffle soft. Trust me. I'm using them now on my bikes. I enjoy four ribs off of the top. It's a little bit bigger of a grip feel than the half waffle soft, but not as big as a full waffle. And it's kind of that happy medium. I'm a size large glove, and it fits my paws really good. And I like the compound of a Renthal grip. I will sit here to this day and say I'm not a fan of lock-on grips yet. I haven't, I haven't experienced a lock-on grip that doesn't hurt my hands on slapdowns. It's more of a – just more material there on lock-ons. They're easy, but just not a lot of comfort there. So, again, this podcast is all about my opinion. This is my opinion. This isn't the Bible. I'm just giving you some things to think about. It's kind of like when your parents were talking to you and it sounded like Charlie Brown's teacher going wah, 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 wah. Take what you want out of this whole freaking podcast, man. Um, I'm the last guy to sit here and tell you that my way is the only way. It's not the only way. But I'm just giving you some of my, um, uh, dare I say, expertise. <laughs> that sounds so lame. <laughs> some of my knowledge over the years that I've had and things that work for me, even uh, in my late 20s through my 30s and now into my 40s. Uh, these are all the things that I talk about for you guys out there to listen to and hopefully 
gain some knowledge. Uh, past that, guys, that's all I got on this MC250 uh, Factory Edition. The price point is a little bit less than the other Factory Edition Rockstar Edition bikes. And, again, more compliancy in the chassis area, a little bit more tire contact than the other two brands. Still not as great as the Japanese brands as far as, like, contact patch feeling. Um, engine, linear, long, super connected, just not a lot of low-end excitement. And the ergonomics fit a wide range of riders, 5'9 and up. You know, taller guys, 6'2 and up, sat on this and said, wow, it feels really good the way it comes. Uh, the seat on the gas gas will not eat your ass up like the factory edition of the Rockstar or the factory edition KTM. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, man. I think that uh, wraps it up for the gas gas edition on the MC250 side. So uh, good job for the people over there at the KTM group continuing to evolve this thing. We're going to see a lot of big things coming the next couple years from this whole gas gas Husqvarna uh, KTM group. I can guarantee you that. I've heard some rumors. I've seen some things, and it's going to be exciting times over there. So uh, all you Orange Brigade, Rockstar, Gas Gas lovers out there, you're going to be excited here in the next couple years. I'm looking forward to it. And the fact that Gas Gas now has a 350. Holy shit. The best size motorcycle there is out there today, the 350 size. Yeah, ton of fun. It's awesome. I'm building one right now for myself. I didn't really tell anybody. I'm letting the cat out of the bag right now. I'm building one right now for myself. Yes. Yep. I went out and bought one myself. I, this just happened in the last two days. I haven't even told anybody. I haven't even told my wife. <laughs> I haven't even told that. I haven't even told Heather. Uh, but we're we're doing it. 350. It's coming at you. Been I've been talking about it long enough, and I haven't done shit about it. So I'm team 350. Should make up shirts that say 350 Mafia or something. Church of 350. That's what we should have. Church of 350. That'd be awesome. Uh, support the advertisers that support the show. It helps us just truck along. All right? So if you have any questions, hit me up. Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com. Subscribe to RacerX. 12 issues. $30. It does help me. I subscribe, and I still get the damn box for free. I get a whole box of magazines, but I still subscribe. Uh, there's a lot of cool things inside that magazine, and Davey and Andrew and Mitch and Kellen and everyone over there does a great job with the magazine. So it's fun to be a part of that. And I'm headed to LifeSwap next week. So if you are emailing me, uh, you will be getting Steve as me. So if sounds like a dick, uh, if it's condescending, if it's short, that's Steve. I'm sorry. Uh, if you want to talk to me, you might want to wait a week <laughs> because Steve is taking over my life next week and it should be ugh, should make for a hell of a show at the at the Pulp MX studio here the following week. Holy crap. So I will be um, over on Pulp MX side doing Steve's shows. I will be doing the Pulp MX show. I'll be going to Atlanta for Supercross. And Steve will be over here writing and testing and answering emails and doing my show just like I am right now. I have no idea what he's going to do. should be awesome. But it could be something you want to tune into. So uh, if Steve isn't your flavor for testing advice, then just hold tight, wait a week, and uh, hit me up uh, after the 17th. So right now we are April 4th. 
So after the 17th, I will be back, and you will be able to talk to me. But in the meantime, you got good old Steve to help you out. Thank you for listening to the show. Hope to see you at a track, not revving your engine at me. And uh, just for the record, by the way, I saw something on Vital. Uh, someone sent this to me. I don't go on the forum that much, but I do go on it when someone says, hey, Kiefer, blah, 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 they're talking about you. Or, or there's something that you might want to be able to read. I do go on there. Because sometimes there is some cool shit over there. And Vital does do some cool stuff. I like some of their stuff. I love Pit Bits. Love that. That's really cool. Uh, but the forum's kind of toxic at times. But someone says, oh, Kiefer revved, my, revved his engine at me and then brake checked me. And then I scrubbed it past some little kid. Uh, first of all, that's bullshit because I would never do that. I know what I do. And I would never do that unless you really did something to piss me off there's no way in hell i would do that if you don't know what i'm talking about go on to my instagram there is a etiquette about revving your bike at the practice track not on race day at the practice track these kids rev their engines at older dudes and all i'm saying is you're going to get your ass beat one day i tell this to my kid you know my kid's 17 is 140 pounds he's not built for life confrontation you know he thinks he's a badass on the on the bike which he's a good rider and on the track, but once you're off the track, who's protecting you? So these kids come up on these dudes that are iron workers, uh, working at cement plants, plumbers, or whatever, and just enjoying their time at the practice track, either on a Saturday, Wednesday, whenever it is. And here on the West Coast, they don't split practices that much. And they're just revving the shit out of their engines to get these guys out of the way. And it, all it's going to do is piss them off. So I'm simply helping you kids out there not get your ass beat. And I would never do that. If Aiden does that, let me know. Or just come over and beat his ass because I've told him, don't do it. Unless that guy did something wrong, don't do it. It's not good. I just got to get that off my chest. Good times. It's like a cleansing. It's like I just went to church. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. See you guys next week. Or no. Hey, not see you next week. <laughs> See you in two weeks. Good luck with you guys out there, Steve. God bless.